You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League, we're Rick of the NRL Fantasy Podcast. We're brought to you by Game Day Squad. Create, coach, compete in fantasy footy, be the coach and win. Download the app and play now. Now we're up to round 8 TLT. TK, Andy, Corby and Patty in the house. Let's bring him in. Andy looking pretty buff there for a bit of magic round in a couple of weeks. Yeah, He's, been mate, it's, it's at 5 degrees and you're wearing a singlet. What's going on? Chest buys and tries to impress all the, the gals. <laughs> yeah, good, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to impress the boys, really. That's all. Right. So we'll see how. We'll see how tight I can get my shirt for uh, Magic Round. We'll see how we go. I like it. Now, Paddy, <laughs> you're fresh from burning the burning the butter chicken, mate. What happened? I oh, know, oh, mate. <laughs> Oversalted. Absolute disaster. I'll put a tablespoon t- instead of a teaspoon. So apologies to the listeners if I'm sounding dry because I am really thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> He's already necked half a bottle of water. Half a bottle of water. <laughs> and Corbs, how are you, mate? You're on your school holiday leave. You're about to go to Coffs Harbour soon. So look at you smiling. No, a golf trip first, mate. That's right, sorry. But, yeah. No, it's been good, jam-packed, busy with young kids, but yeah, always are, good. Are you, even, are you good at golf? <laughs> uh, I'm good enough to go away and enjoy a trip, but yeah, the the social, the golf, the just getting away, having a few days with mates, it all ties into a good trip. Nice, I like it. There for the vibe, aren't you, I am Corbs? Oh, I'll bring the ball. <laughs> I like it. Why don't we go straight to it? We've got a packed show tonight. We've got plenty to talk about. Roosters are just on fire on TLT tonight. Plenty about the Dragons, the bad boys. I want to bring some BDE to you guys tonight, some official word. <laughs> so uh, why don't we do a bit of TLT Spice just to kick things off here, Paddy? All right, let's rip into Spice. So straight out, so South uh, Thompson returns to the wing. Colmatungi is looking to be out for six, eight weeks. He's replaced by Cheekam Penrith. Martin's out again with a hammy. Sorensen to start, but Garner's listening in the reserves. <laughs> uh, for the Eels, uh, people who rushed into hands. Hodgson's back. He just had the flu. Uh, the pack is named as last week, but yeah, some mystery around the Cardi Party and Hopgood. Uh, for the Dogs, Casey and Burns are the new wingers. And Burden, TK, you picked this one up. So Burden named at seven. Um, maybe that's a statement of intent, or maybe that means that Flano is going to get the BDE. Yeah, he's going to get. He's going to get Serato. <laughs> that's it. He's just he's powering through. Uh, for the cows, Lolo's gone for six. Cotter named at lock, and uh, Granville to the bench. For the Knights, big bad Kalen Pong are back from his uh, Canadian trip. Uh, Man is named at thirteen. Gamble at fourteen, and uh, Jacob Saifidi also returns from suspension at the expense of Jack Johns. For the Tigers, geez, man, they like. Switch up team with Spice all the time. So another big overhaul. So Buller to make his debut at fullback. Stain to the wing. Naden, uh, who has done his collarbone, is out. Talau and Laurie are both on the bench at the expense of Sing. Simkin and Bloor, uh, Nofaluma listed in the reserves. Manly, Schuster named at six. Garrick's back from concussion, but Chalagi is out for the same reason. And Kepi makes a return back to the bench. Uh, and Samuela Fainu makes his debut on the bench as well. For the Roosters, big shake-up with Walker dropped. Manu to six, Momo to the centres. And Angus, it's great to see Angus back. He starts in place of Nat Butcher. Tupanua also joins the bench. Murdoch Masilla replaces Sua on the, from the Dragons. Uh, and the last one for Spice is Meany back, Monster to six, and uh, Nelson Osofo-Solomon are back from injury, Kami Kamika suspended. Nice, I like it. Now, BDE. BDE is the topic of today. Now, from my, I don't know if I was targeted on YouTube. Maybe it's my search history. <laughs> Maybe it's just what it's been tracking me doing. But there's a young lady called Billy Ray Brandt. Now, yeah, so she owns this, but she just explains what BDE is. What's up, my guys? In order to win these girls over, especially the hot ones, you clearly need to have that BDE. Let's talk about <laughs> what it is and how to have it. First of all, what is it? It's confidence without cockiness, although you certainly have enough of the latter. Here's some signs that you may have it. You don't follow the mainstream trends. You start them. Women feel protected by your presence. You don't chase. You attract. You don't need the validation of others. You know what you're working with? 
and you know how to use it. You're never worried about the other person's experience. You're often the quietest person in the room and you don't need anybody but yourself. Of course the company is fun and all, but dinner alone sounds like a great time. In conclusion, if you still aren't sure that you have it, you most definitely don't. <laughs> I've got BDE. I'm just curious. I'm not being there. I'm just curious. Is this what you were search history or what was this? Yeah, yeah. So it? Just hey, randomly come have, up. Didn't you it? didn't have incognito on this guy. He just rolled with She it. put Billy Ray Fantasy Channel and BD. Come on. No, I, got, I, like I, got, I got BD. I like it. Start, starting trends, yeah, confident like but not it. cocky. Yeah. I feel like that's, that actually just describes the pod. You know, sure like the moment. Pretty much. Let's see who really does have BDE. Let's go through trades for the round. Corbs, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, well, I've only, I'm actually not really getting involved in this BDE. I'm, Carrigan's the only one that I'm looking to maybe punt for JDB. So that's probably my closest thing to BDE is JDB maybe coming in. Nice. But otherwise, I'm pretty happy with just the outside backs, Manu, very tempting. But you just hold on to them. They sort of do a job, one in sort of two or three games, and slowly still making that coin so I can maybe punt them uh, when it gets closer to that little origin period. Cobbs, you definitely don't have BDE. Now, I'll give you nah, some BDE. Hey. I'm going Jacob Preston to Jack DeBellin, and then I'm punting Katani Staggs to jo- uh, Jacob Host. That's BDE, boys. That yeah. is pretty BDE. Like yeah. What do you got, Andy? My BDE is I'm making no trades. <laughs> LD. Well, get I, get I, out of here. Nah, I, I had two in here. I wasn't too sure. I was upset with... My, I feel like I was just upset with uh, Harry Grant and his poor performance. But your boys talked me out of it. Anzac Day clash uh, versus the Warriors. He's, he's, he'll, he'll turn up. I feel like he'll come back. Give me one good game. They can punt him next week. So just, ladies and gentlemen, Andy's coming here, or hi-ho, and he's gone, I'm punting <laughs> Harry Grant for Reese Robson. You still might. I still, I still like, might. What? Hey, I still might. I still might. Who knows? That's BDE. <laughs> That's ultimate side. <laughs> what do you got Yeah, for look, I mean, that... That pep talk with BD is now G'd me up. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Stags. I mean, he's got B, BT, big toe energy, but he's out the door. So, I'm going to go him to, to Bird, and I'm looking at Al- Alamotti to uh, Host as well. He's got a high break even, high 50s. Even if he was to, like, you know, smash it, he might not even make his BE. Alamotti? No, Stags. No, no, Stags. Oh, yeah, I punted him ages for the exact trade you just talked about. Yeah, I think it's time to bring in the Birdman. Mm. Yeah, plenty to talk about tonight, boys. Why don't we start with the Roosters? Because plenty of changes there with Sammy Walker getting dropped to the extended bench, so he won't be playing. Joey Money at six. Teddy, a lot of people brought him in last week. Why don't we talk about both of them? Andy first, Teddy, thoughts? Jeez, man, what's he, 579k? I don't think he'll ever get that low, but it's just the worry of origin. That's the whole thing. It's timing. But uh, he could be a trade-in, you know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he won't be my only trade. <laughs> Bring him in for someone. But, yeah, it's just uh, he's had a bit of a, a, a terrible form, but I actually like him with Manu at six. Yeah. Because Manu just – he runs the ball hard. He just demands that presence from the de- from the defense. And it opens up holes for Teddy to sort of float and he he does that support play in his crab walk so it's actually could um be good for Teddy with Joey Manu at 5'8 so yep. yeah I just I'd like to get them both in my team but yeah I, I don't know it's just a tough one yeah Corbs Teddy last week a lot of tackle breaks coming back in his game he was only a crab run on two Sharks did well to contain him because he was away a couple of times but what's your thoughts on Teddy well, he looked more involved. That's that's what you want from Teddy. And like you said, he, he was starting to get a few of those stats that you want. Break it at 59. He, he still hasn't sold me, though. I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Just hasn't got that score to really say, yeah, he's, he's a dead set certainty. Like, he, he continues to just fall and, and plummet in price that with that 59 break even, maybe he could hold, but he, he's playing against the Dragons. Anzac Day... <laughs> It's going to have to click soon. They get a couple of, like Crichton in is huge. Um, Manu at five eight that could be massive as well because Semi Walker has had a lot of traffic come his way. He handled it for a while, but dropped off the last couple of weeks. Maybe that was a sort of contributing factor to him getting punted. But yeah, they're I, I, I'm not going either of them. I've got if I didn't have um, Turbo Tedesco might be a bit more enticing. But yeah, the Manu into five eight. That's like it's coming early. He's going into six before the origin period. That could be a really big play for anyone that's going on him. Well, they've got an interesting draw here because they've got, as you said, Dragons, and then they back it up. I think they've got New Zealand by memory after that. Thoughts on that one? Yeah. Taking a punt on him there? 
Paddy? I, was, I mean, originally, I straight away put in stags for Teddy just to see what that looked like. Um, but yeah, I'm just not. I'm just not sold on it. You know, even that. I've got no doubt. Sorry, calls that they're probably going to tear the draggies <laughs> apart on on Anzac Day. But even then, like, what is a big score for him looking like? Like, I don't know the last time he turned up. It would have been, I don't know, maybe he did it at some point during the year last year. But he hasn't really looked close to doing it, and it's probably just a symptom of the the roosters in general. Like, they look clunky, and that's also my hesitation on Manu because if this is a one week patch, him going to six, and everyone rushes in. He hasn't looked great at center either. Guess so, what, Paddy? You hesitated. You don't have BD. I don't, mate. My hesitation. Well, I'm not going to grab either of them. Is it MDE like, or SDE? Yeah, that's little I'm not, big I'm syndrome. Not grabbing, yeah, I'm not grabbing either. And can I just say for the Roosters, they're they're putting the putting on Sammy Walker. Why isn't Victor Radley spending some time in New South Wales Cup? He's cost them more games than Sam Walker. Oh, Paddy's coming in firing after fucking the butter chicken tonight. <laughs> yeah, they draw Dragons, New Zealand Cowboys, Penrith Dragons. So interesting one, but Andy. Joey Manu, because he did pretty well for you last year. Dual position. Hasn't his straps yet, but he had some had five tackle breaks in the Sharks. Dropped the ball a couple of times in some good positions. So that 25, I think, is a little bit underrated. Doesn't play origin, obviously. And we know that, you know, this number six, if they get on a roll, who said Sam Walker's even going to get back in the team? Well, yeah, if they get a win, they look decent. It's, it's taken out a... a I don't know, their, their teams are so confusing. Yeah, they've, they've got... Uh, they've got Manu, who roams, Teddy, who's a roamer, Suwali'i, who's a roamer. They've got Brandon Smith, who doesn't is not really a directive sort of hooker. He's a roamer as well. So it's like they just lost a bit of character. You know, and I'm not too sure if, if Manu going there is actually going to help the Roosters, but I still feel like it, it could help Manu's scores. So I feel like it'd be good for Manu. Yeah. And like I said, if they do get a win, if he actually wins off the back of his, only, uh, his sort of sole play, then maybe that's a win. They keep him there. And if it works, it works. But it also gives a bit of structure to the sides and Manu's not roaming. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it is big dick energy if you do go him because he's got, like you said, he's got the centre wing of fullback, mm. GPP, doesn't play origin. Um, it's just, like you said, with Pat, it's just uncertainty if he keeps the spot or not. Yeah, BDE from Trent Robinson, that's for sure. I think he put, he's putting everyone on notice that mm. no one's safe. <laughs> Who said it in the chat today? It was So, uh, Sammy Walker's on notice. Luke Brooks... <laughs> Hasn't won a game in a year, and he's still in the team. Like, come on, man. This that's that's a little bit energy, boy. <laughs> for sure. Boys, let's pick him. So, well, Manu's at 6.07 with a break-even of 64. Teddy's at 5.79 with a break-even of 59. Like, if you could accommodate both of them, you could nearly do it. But if you had a pick between the two, Corbs, why don't you go first? Pick between the two. Manu has a his last three games average eighty one at six and he's priced at the forty two. I'd be going Manu. I'm going Manu too, only because I I don't think this is going to be a weak thing. I think it's going to be until they lose a game, which might not happen until maybe the Penrith game, if that, and that might even be a close game. I'm going Manu. And that, yeah, and and he's got that center duel as well, which is huge. Like if you can play a bloke that's averaging fifty to sixty in the centers, massive. Yeah, and if. If this was round three, I'd probably say Teddy. But this close to origin, and we know that he might get rested during this period, I'm going to say I'm going to go with Manu. Any? Yeah, I think if I can find a way how to, <clears throat> how to trade Alamotti to Manu, that might be the actual <laughs> some, the play that's, somewhere. That, that's BDE right there. But yeah, there. I, actually, I think Manu's probably the, uh, the better pick purely because of the origin. I know it's still five rounds away, but... He will miss games, and Manu is, like you said, that's a crazy uh, average, 81 at 5'8". So. Yeah. Absolutely. Paddy? I'll show my BD. I'm going against the grain. I'll go, I'll go Teddy. <laughs> I'll take Teddy. Um, tried and tested. He's got the tried and tested. At the end of the year, if he's bouncing back and the Roosters are firing, he's going to be in your team. So it, this, he might never be this cheap again. Mm. True. I've got nothing... To say bad against that one. Boys, let's move to Jack Bird. I brought him in last week. Andy, you brought him in last week too? Yeah? Uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So you were right there earlier Some than me. Some would say that's big DMG. <laughs> that is BDE. Everyone wants to jump on BDE now. But he's still only 7% owners, boys. 654K. For me, I think set of the get best center in the comp. Uh, well, look, if not best, up there. Yeah, Campbell Graham's showing a really good um, start this season. I mean, fantasy wise, sorry. Yeah, yeah, still, still fancy wise. Him and um and Joey Manu. Exactly. No. <laughs> no, but I feel like yeah, it's it's surprising that only seven percent of people own him. Yeah. Um, his career average is at forty five fantasy points on the edge, 
but I feel like he seems more suited to the edge nowadays, and he's yeah. just he seems a lot more involved. And yeah, eighty like eighty minutes on the edge, like it's I feel like it, true. It's, it's hard not to get him in your team. It's ridiculous. We have fifty six. I think it was sixteen demerits in the end there. So last three of fifty four sixty. Uh, 54, 64, 56, Corbs, have you got him in? No, I haven't. I don't mind him. He's like, because we're all sort of thinking he might get that sort of low 40s average when he got put back to second row, and that sort of scared us from going him at the start of the year. We're all like, oh, unless he plays 13, he's not a buy, but he proved us strong on the weekend. And I just think he's actually not a bad purchase for someone like Eli Katoa, who... I know it was pretty popular. I think he was on the most popular outs this week, but he's got two buys in the next six rounds. Mm. So, and uh, Jackie Bird doesn't. And Jack's not making origin, unfortunately. So, yeah, that, that's... I know that I said I was only making the one trade, but I've almost come up with two extra ones that I could be making three already and we're only 10 minutes <laughs> into the pod. <laughs> well, he's only got two buys till the end of the season, Jackie Bird. Yeah, he does because so of the round one. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, he, he's a keeper in my eyes. He's going to have one during the origin break too, so it's not yeah. bad. Not too bad at all. All right, boys, let's move on. Bad boys, bad boys, what you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys, what you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? All right, boys, we're going to talk about forget Corb's mid-strategy. We're going bad boy strategy. We've had the pretty boy. We had the mid-strategy, then we went the pretty boy strategy. This one's going to work. <laughs> The bad boy strategy. It's actually so wrong. Like when we think yeah, about it. Yeah. When I was looking at Jack DeBellin, like I did. Oh, I just don't know if I could do it. Like he's pretty bad. Well, it's 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 not just that. It's, look, uh, off field drivers aside, it's the fact that it's just first date guys. Like so, usually mm. you know about bad boys. Bad boys, you think about fuck boys. <laughs> they take you out for one date. They get what they want and they go. So I'm a bit worried for that reason, purely that they, they could be too bad, you know, they, and they might just ghost us off. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bell on 614K, Andy. Break even of 42, 69 last week. Huge defensive performance where you have 54 tackles and three turnover tackles. Is that yeah. repeatable? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think he plays 80. Like, he, maybe he was the, the Jack DeBellin of old. He was one of the best locks in the game. Mm. But yeah, when he was playing, what, 30, 39 the minutes bench. previously. What's their bench this week? They've got Couchman. They've got... Well, no why, yeah, why, won't he, why won't he play 80? He might play 80, man. <sighs> well, he's played one game at 80 in the last two seasons. Like well, exactly. Well, he's he's, been, in, back, he's been, in, match fitness. been in jail. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't see it. I, I feel like just give him to at least two dates, I'd say. Mm. Two dates? Yeah. Like one game. Like we, we have, We've all been saying don't jump on trades. Don't jump on trades. Let's just go back to our basics <laughs> and think about all the things we preach. I know it's big to Kennedy. Mate, did you, hear what, did you hear what Billy Ray said? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he also said be confident. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm being I'm confident. very confident. I'm not confident he's going to play 80. All right, they're benched. Little, Molo, Couchman and Kerr. He's playing 80 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's playing 80. I've got it down that he's, the th- that he's a, at least a... I'd go three dates with him, but... You're not going on three dates with Jack DeBell. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I can't even call. I'm just going to burst him after again. I can't handle it. But he... I think we, need, we need a new out analogy. Of, out, I know. Out of, all the, out of all the uh, the bad boys, like, he's probably the the most the most interesting prospect because if he's going to play 80 minutes every week, he can churn it out, and I think he'll just... Yeah, he'll probably get like 45 tackles a game. And, you know, the turnovers aren't going to be repeatable every week, even though he does um, have a pretty good technique. Uh, I just think, yeah, good at least one more. Okay. I know, God, you're, I can't also, even avoid... You're like, also forgetting about the whole coach drama. You know, we don't know what's happening. There's still a bit of dilemma. So the team's not 100% set. But that's why it makes sense to me that he's playing him for 80 minutes because <clears> he's, he's getting his best players on the field at least to grind it out as much as possible. He doesn't have much faith in that bench. I mean, it does make sense for Murdoch Masilla, but... Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. Career, career average of 54 and 63 minutes when he does play at lock, boys. But games over 70 minutes, he actually averages 64, and there's a stack of them. So it's an interesting one. Obviously, he's older. So last week could have been an outlier game. But at 614K, there's so many of these beaten-up guns. Like, who would have thought DeBellin, Teddy, Manu, all kind of ranging around 600K? Like... Mm. For me, that's kind of bargains all around. 
Wouldn't mind all three of them, actually. So, that's a, that's a given that we've offloaded a few mids, I'm actually thinking of doing it. We'll talk about Preston and Alamotti a little bit later in the show and probably the reason why I'll do it. But let's talk about the other wild man. Corbs, TPJ. He's heard us plenty of times in the past. 602k, break even of 39, mate. But flat out, no. Last year. <laughs> <laughs> I know that some people might go on him, but last year he did exactly the same thing. He came out with a 56 his second game, he got a 20. So, oh, you, you know what you're getting with him. Run the risk. But oh, he's, he's a no for me. Weren't you impressed by Corbs that he only used one interchange card last week? Oh, I was just going through that game. It was a different coach, though, wasn't it? Well, yeah, Serraldo. Yeah. No, it, oh, yeah, you look good. I'm, a TPJ has got good footy in him, but he's also got brain snaps. And, and that calf injury for a big man... I still worry about that one. I think they did take a little bit longer before they chucked him back in. But, yeah, JDB would be my pick out of those two. Now, Andy, they've got a draw of Sharks, Dragons, Canberra, New Zealand, Gold Coast, and a bye. So after a pretty hard start, starting to ease out. He had six offloads last week. Would you go there? I don't think so. I couldn't I couldn't go back. Um, do you know, do I need to play Billy Ray again? <laughs> yeah, I know, but I, I just – he's hurt me in the past. You know, it's about – you're thinking about you know you've had previous dates last years and you just you're off people for for a reason you know one and one and change this week five next week. What happens if he brings you flowers? Oh, okay then. <laughs> 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 I'm easy. The arms are nah. I, don't, I just don't think I can. It's too much of a risk. Uh, I'd rather get another mid like a, a Mado, spend big, get a Mado. Well, I've got the other bloke, so my like legal fees are already <laughs> in arrears. So I can't bring TBJ in. Can you, Patty? No way. He's captain of Traps. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, he definitely is. There's no doubt. Corbs hit the nail on the head. He's got ability. He's very fantasy relevant game. But how, like, that roller coaster that he's going to take you on is just not worth it. I can't t- do it. Especially with that, yeah, the calf. The calf is very concerning. I hope he gets a 50 this week and a 50 next week. And then we're going into magic round with TPJ. Season. Nah. I don't think it'll ever be TPJ season. We'll do the whole live show at Magic Round just on TPJ. Actually, just a question on um on RFM in in that Bulldogs. Was he was he injured or something? Because he played. Yeah, he got knocked out, man. Oh, you mean last week? That was his first game back from HIA. Okay, right, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think he's. I mentioned it on the playbook on Monday. I do think that he's going to be value coming up. Yeah. Just he needs to get back to health and just get his role in the team, but. Let's talk a little bit of doggies, actually, because there's a few guys I actually want to pick your brain on. Let's talk a few cashies, boys, because I think there might be a few coming up to a peak. Probably the first one I want to talk to you about, Jacob Preston. He's at 608k, mate. Hell of a lot of money. Break even to 32. Has had two kind of 40 games in a row here, Andy. So what's your thoughts on... Actually, this is me and Paddy. Paddy, Presto, what are you thinking? Are we going to maybe hold... Hold for at yeah. least another week or two, but I think he's starting to, to mature. I think him, it's the dogs boys in the those um storm edges that are probably getting getting mm. to their peak. So for Presto, I think he's a he's a hold for now, but maybe in a couple of weeks, especially if he knocks out another couple of forties. I feel like well, one of those forties with the sim the simbin with the uh the non charged tip drop. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so he'll probably bounce back to to fifty. So he's still got a little bit more cash to make. Um, but man, he's been—he's done such a great job. Oh, absolutely! That hand injury. Plus, I guess he's a rookie as well. So yeah, they have cut his minutes in the last few weeks. I think just to manage him a little bit. They, you know, he's a rookie first week, yeah. first year in. Well, they're comparing so, him to Josh Jackson. That's what Phil Galloy says. Like that's what they think he's. He's going to be a future leader of the. Of the yeah, dogs. absolutely. I just think you've got to monitor him because I think in the next few weeks he might flatline, and you'll probably use the money to start buy planning a little bit. Andy, let's move to Alamotti, four hundred twenty-seven k break even to thirty-three. Probably been a little bit lucky, unlucky, because the guys they're playing outside him just dropping like fires. They've lost both wingers, Karaz and Ado Carr, over the last two weeks. Scored his first try of the NRL. It's a good one, too. And only got 32 fancy points. Mm. So I feel like he will be a. What's the opposite of beneficiary? (laughs) Uh, Either way, the opposite of beneficiary. He won't go well because of that one reason. You know, like he was out, he was inside um, Josh Ado Carr, who would. Obviously, like you said, command a lot of defence uh, and also, and also had a mad little offload and those breaks, which he was benefiting from. But I think he was at Ockenberg. Is that on his, mm. on his wing? Yeah. yeah I, I can't luck. see them going down that side. And it's just going to be a tough time for the Dogs in general until they get um, their main man, Josh Adokar, back. 
Um, and it's and for Alamotti, you just I feel like his time's done. Unfortunately, is one more of an urgent sell than the other, or a sell at all, even if it's not I'd, urgent? I'd say I'd say it's tough because there's so many gun edges there, and you know you're saying they may, they manage Preston's minutes, but he's still got a higher ceiling, doesn't he, Preston? Not oh, no doubt playing in the back so row. I feel like yeah. Alamotti, you could possibly um, palm off to another centre uh, if you could. Go up to a Joey Marnie or, or something like that, and yeah, I think he's uh, the experiment's over with him. He, he earns a bit of cash, but I feel like you get better centers out there. Yeah, just with mine, I just think that if I could have been told at the start of the season that I'd be pr- trading Preston for JDB, pretty much dollar for dollar, mm-hmm. I'd be pretty happy with that because literally I got him second week that I could get him Preston, so, so I got him really. Yeah, I, I got him like a high two hundred, so I'm still pretty happy with the three hundred k that I've made and. I do think he's flatlining a little bit, and I don't like their matchup against the Sharks and Britain Decora. I think Hines and him are going to have a field day on on that left edge, so I think he might be in a little bit of trouble this week. So I'm going to, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> he's treated you well. I'm done. I'm done. Hi right, boys, let's move on. We've got plenty to talk about. Let's talk about maybe Jason Tamulolo. It looks like he's going to be out for maybe six weeks. Corbs, what did you make of the Cowboys lineup today? Because Jakey Granville got a start last week, but that bench, that could, given what Payton's done over the last few weeks, that could change easily, man. Yeah, it sounds like he has no idea what he's doing. A bit of panic mode, like especially with Granville last week at prop. I, I know Granville has done extremely well in his role during the mid, like through the middle there, mm. tackled like a champion. But in terms of him getting over the advantage line, the big body, it's just. Doesn't it didn't work? <laughs> no. It didn't work on the weekend, and so luckily McLean back this week. He will be uh, happily welcomed back in the team. Cotter game under his belt back at thirteen, so they're looking a lot stronger there. But yeah, they're just they're going to lose Cotter soon over Origin. McLean he was in the. Did he get injured when he was yeah, supposed to play last year? So yeah, if they lose those two again, they, it seems like they are down on middles. They've got a lot of good edge backs with Lukey, Nenai, and when he was there, Leilua. But, yeah, they're, they're lacking a little bit of depth in the in the midsection, it seems. And, yeah, things aren't going as smoothly as they were last year for the Cowboys. And that little gun run that they were supposed to have quite a few wins under their belt, that didn't happen. So I'm not sure how they're going to go this year. Yeah, come team lists, if you see uh, Granville starting, would you maybe do a little cheeky... Trade in there, Corbs? No. No, because I think last year was a bit of an anomaly uh, because last year he had a max game of 50 minutes Mm. and it was still through the middle and that would have been coming on against tied defence. So if he's starting, that's only going to zap him for energy and he had uh, 18 points. Drinkwell, yeah. He's not going to get those big tackle bus offloads. He's like probably just a little bit of speed around the ruck and a little bit of footwork and lateral movement. But at the same time, when he's got big bodies coming out, he's going to get gassed pretty quick. And I know if I'm playing a team with Granville in the front row, I'm just saying anytime you can, veer yourself towards him and just pepper him. Agreed. Now, let's move on to another cashier here, maybe worth a look here. And that's Jacob Host here, Corbs. Now, he was playing, he was starting already with Keon Kolomatungi in the team. He's starting on the left edge. Now with Keon out... We've got what Cheekham starting and also obviously host probably even further cementing his job security. But you brought up his name probably two weeks ago from memory here, Corpse. But he comes in at 377k, break even of nine. What's your thoughts on the value there, bud? Yeah, I like him. I, I like you said you were going Preston to him, didn't you? No, I'm going to go Preston to JDB and then I'm going to go Stags to host because I just don't. Host. It just makes him more money. Oh, either either, but he's in, he's in the mix for your yeah, um, trades. Yeah, I like Host. I think he, he's got a, a safe 10 points in value. Um, Colomitunga, six to eight weeks. That's plenty plenty of time to make some coin on him anyway. So then you've also got Murray who will be sort of affected with origin. So, yeah, I reckon he's pretty safe to, to go. Cheekham, has, uh, he wasn't injured. He just got dropped and then he's back in because of injuries. And poor old Jetty Cartwright over the last two years has only really got a roll off the bench. So... Host, he, he's not uh, your, your big fantasy-relevant player, but he gets the job done, and he's in a, a pretty handy bunny side. Uh, on what what edge is he? Will yeah, he about the lead? left edge with Cody. 
yeah, who's red hot at the moment. And I know they have been favouring that right side, but yeah, their left edge is is just still red hot. Yeah, back to back games of forty two there, Corbs, forty seven and forty. Yeah. But they're also too, the other thing I had here, they do have three tough games, but like I said, he doesn't rely on those big attacking stats, so that probably plays his fantasy points game anyway, because he'll just get through the grunt work and his uh his base work, which gives him those good base fantasy points. Yeah, I just also just tracked him career games over fifty minutes as well, Corbs. Does have a thirty eight average in career games in sixty eight minutes. So quite good base when he does play those minutes, thirty tackles, ninety four Meters gains also has a try scoring strike rate of 0.3, which is pretty good. And like you mentioned, going to be running off Cody Walker. Don't mind that. Yeah, well, that yeah, and that's the the 377. He's got the the easy 10 points value. So yeah, I, I like that. Show. He's probably the the pick of those sort of cheapy, sort of not classic cheapy, but cheapy mid sort of players that are floating around at the moment. He'd be my pick this round. Yeah, and like for me, why I'm trading out for Stags, I think Stags might start losing money. This guy start making money. Both kind of round 13 players, but I've got Bird and also Lemuelu, who can move straight back into the centres, pop host up there into the second row, so it doesn't really affect my team too much. But, boys, let's have a look at Felix Crossland, because Andy, pretty good game last week. He started and got, what, 68 minutes against the Panthers. Came back on for a second stint as well, mostly in base in terms of defence, but what would you make of him, Andy? Yeah, it was good. I feel like the Knights sort of put him into that team and they just really like him there. They're just trying to get him lots of minutes. It's just mm. that consistently. They're always just trying to push him into the team. So it is a bit of a worry, um, especially with he, he does sort of panic a lot of times and he does a, a fair few um, demerits. But the fact that Braley's gone, it could be his sort of time to shine. But there also is another um, another potential hooker in the, in the uh, midst. You know, um, what's his name? Adam Elliott played two games of hooker last year. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he scored 51 and 53 too. Mrs. But, Boyle. Yeah, but I still think that like the fact that they're trying to push this young gun into the team and get him game time, I feel like he, he could be a good shout. But I, I had him potentially as a trade-in, but 402k, he, he might have made to, to, to play. The fact that Kurt Mann's at the lock position as well, mm. which is good signs for him. And then where does Gamble play? Yeah, but Gamble's a bit of a... He could play a bit of a hooker as well, so he could spell Crossland. You know, he's a bit of a tackler yep. and loves playing in the middle. So it is it is a bit of a, a trap, I think, but it's it's a trap that you can probably f- climb out of. I wish it was 300k. I would do it for sure if yeah, it was 300k. Yeah, like it's just awkward price That big 400. But, Paddy, what's your thoughts on him? Because he literally did no running. Set up a try for himself for a grubber that got rebounded and then obviously did well to chase through, but... Can we go for him just if he's just making just tackles? It, it just comes down to the minutes. So I think he played one other game this year at Hooker when Braley was out, and that was against the Dolphins. And he played 72 minutes and got 55 points, pretty much all in base. So mm. if he's getting those kind of minutes, then, yeah, I think he is a buy because he will make 40, 45 tackles and he'll just he'll start making more money. And he's going to pick up Jewel, which is pretty cool. So that's one thing. I just think with even this week is a really good test. So I would give him another date. I've got him down that he's a bit of a, a trap. I can kind of see him averaging more around the 35 mark. Mm. But with Jacob Saifidi back, like our pack is actually starting to look more full strength. And Gamble will only play third. He'll play a 13. He'll play like a, rock, a ball playing lock kind of role. So. Man will definitely push up into hooker, but for how long, I don't know. He only played like 10 or 15 minutes last week at hooker. So if uh, if Phoenix is playing 70 minutes a week at hooker, then that's probably a buy signal. And this week, even with Elliot to come back, I don't think it's going to affect too much of that rotation. When is he back next week? I think another, yeah, either next week or the week after. Actually, Corbs, you were on the drink with him on Saturday night. Why don't you, why don't you tell us? Yeah, well, Frizzell said next week. <laughs> <laughs> the, the worry with him is, I think... You, How was the cubicle? <laughs> no, nah, they weren't out. They weren't out. <laughs> is they be- so how was the cubicle? <laughs> <laughs> they got a buy in two, in two rounds. Yeah. Have, have you been to the cubicle bar, Corbs? What was nah. the bar? No, nah, is that in Sydney? No, nah, it's in Newcastle. Ah. No, I know, I know the bar that they were at for that incident, but no. It's, um, That's what I'm talking it, about. The vomiting incident. 
Did, Sorry, did were you saying Jones, something fantasy-wise? Oh, did Brody Jones get injured? Yeah, did, did that affect? Yeah, he did his quad. The minutes that would have, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that oh, I'm with Paddy. Oh, I think you need to just have another look. I don't think he's going to get that bigger minutes that he did. He also scored two tries in the last two games as well, which I did say last week he's the craftier of the two in the nine. Um, but it's the man's still pretty handy himself, and I don't think he's he's going to only get ten minutes at hooker. Yeah, fair advice. And just quietly, man as well. Had a blinder off the bench playing in the middle. He played very well. Played very well. So I don't, yeah, maybe that means that Phoenix just stays at nine and man just plays in the middle. Well, they've got two buys in seven games. So it's also. When's their buy, Eddie? They're around 10, around 14. Okay. So, so it's coming so, up. So you may as well just wait. I feel like if you're going to wait, you probably just get host instead. Yeah, good looking out. Now, next guy, Jareem Buller. Buller. Any interest in taking a punt with him, Eddie? 238. Sorry, 230K. Rookie, averaging 40 in New South Wales Cup in three games. I think you've got a little um, uh, Gus Gould button there for me. No. <laughs> I can't remember which one it is. I just feel like... No, 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 no. I just feel like it's just, it's the Tigers. You can't risk... The only player you want to pick up is a person who's tackling a lot. Um, then again, Junior Tupo was one of their best on ground last game. We watched him. He was good. He, he had spiders on him. That, guy, that bloke was amazing. Uh, but yeah, I just feel like it's gonna be a tough, tough battle them coming into the game. But in saying that, oh, I've got a narrative on this bloke, <laughs> but it's just a, a narrative. It's not a, it's not a prediction to, to what you mean. But um, yeah, I just, I just think it's too tough to sort of. May as well just get a couple of look ins first. Get a look at him in actual NRL first grade and see how he goes. Much different, right? So just a little bit of background: one hundred eighty-seven centimeters tall, ninety-five kilos. Auckland born, went to the famous rugby league school, Kebra Park. Actually has a, a basketball background, okay. which is quite interesting. 40 average, like I said, in three games in New South Wales Cup. Did score one try. Average in metres is 190, and has had 12 tackle breaks in those three games as well. A lot of post-contact metres. So I'm interested in seeing what he is, but like you, like a 40 in New South Wales Cup might be a three in NRL for bloody Tigers. And Tim Sheens did say, Adam Dewey is the best fullback option they have at the Tigers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a bit of a warning when he's like the fifth choice fullback. Yeah, there's Staines, um, Laurie, Laurie, and yeah, obviously Dewey. Dewey's out. Yeah. So. They got two outside backs on the bench, which could pretty much like if in the game the guy is struggling, he could just be taken off. They can't got be Laurie the bench, on the bench. Hey? They can't yeah, be. They the can't bench. be the bench, but they've got options. Mm. True. Now, Andy, something that you've trying to like it's it's going by storm. It's been the top in. <laughs> a lot of people have caught on to that, and a lot of people are liking it, but. You know, three games now. So since we've been the top in, so he didn't he didn't back up because he was soft and he had a kid. <laughs> yep. Thirty six last week. Obviously sleep deprived and has a bye this week. So realistically, out of the three games, if you hold him, you're gonna have twelve every single week as an average. Yeah, if you haven't been the top in, now is the chance to to get him. Like you can get that money off your bench. Actually, pick up a, a player. Uh, last year, when playing under 50 minutes, minutes he averaged 46.5 fantasy points. He's played one game out of six games uh, where he's played over 50 minutes. Yep. So it just doesn't look good. I just don't like having to wait um, so much, like having to just worry about him having an X factor, a couple of good plays to get that points, whereas you could go to a Tohu, Harris is 19K cheaper, and he's actually still getting an uptick after his injury. Yeah, so I feel like Tohu's a better Is that player. the guy that you're, you, you're suggesting to I go would, to? Yeah, 100%. Suggest I'd go to Pin, to Tohu. It's a straight swap. You, he's, he's cheaper, and he's on the uptick. Well, you make a great point, because seven hundred for me, there's a cutoff. At 700k, you have to be playing 60 minutes. Yeah, I'd say so. You can't be playing 49 minutes and rely on different weeks that you're going to offload or tackle break, because it's just not going to happen every week, right? When you're on the field, you, there's a potential to get a tackle, meters, whatever. You know, if you if you have a bad set where you're just sort of the ball's not going your way, that you can just like I said, 36 last week. You know, mm. it's just it's just too up and down. It's too risky in my eyes. Do you think we overrated his outlier season last year? Yeah, the X factor season. Because you know, when you, sometimes you get on a roll, you become nearly so confident. In, you become unstoppable. Even in everyday life, you can get in that sort of mindset. Well, it's sort of... He emulated when he was actually that X-factor on that right edge when he was an edge player. You know, that way he was getting back to that tackle break, sort of crab walk, and he just sort of owned him, owned that spot. But um, he just seems to have lost that this year. 
I think players should have to log their pregnancies as well. <laughs> like, this is bullshit. Needs to be a sat- needs to t- tell us what they're getting paid <laughs> and when they're having a kid. Anji, you can't be spending 750k on a bloke having a baby in round six. I think um, a big indicator for for him, if we were to ever go back to Tuppany, would be Horsburgh because it kind of looks like from last week that he's now the guy. The favourite guy. Minutes. Yeah, soaking up the minutes, doing a little bit of ball playing, doing a lot of the dirty work. So he's obviously pinching more of those minutes. So if Ricky just, you know, Ricky can do Ricky things. So if you start to notice that Horsburgh is losing minutes, maybe Tarpany gets an uptick. But at the moment, it looks like it's actually all Horsburgh. Well, the Raiders play Friday night at Magic Ground. Horse should come on the drink with us on Saturday. <laughs> He'll be amazing, I think, on the drink. But, Cobbs, let's turn to hookers now. A little bit of concern, mate. Both Harry Grant and Reese Robson missed the number one and two. And number three, Reed Romani. All kind of, kind of declining in form. Who have you got at the moment in your hooker stocks, Corbs? And what do you think of these top three? My, oh, I've got JMK, which I was pretty happy about. Scored a try and got 56, and I was like, ah, oh, that's actually not that great. But then um, after Grant and, and um, Robson both played their games, 56 was elite. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mar- Marnie, we know, like, he's just going to be so up and down, isn't he? And first few rounds, he had that solid defense, solid contact, the first up contact, but then he was getting bounced all over the place in the weekend. That was... <laughs> Yeah, one of the worst games a, a clubman can play against their old club that I've seen in a while. And he was getting frustrated. He was getting worse, giving away stupid penalties. But I had money in draft and I was, it wasn't even looking like winning anyway, but that didn't help my cause. And yeah, I, I, I'm glad that I didn't go near him. The The Grant one, surely he comes good, but with him sort of slowly declining his break, even getting larger with Origin, just around the corner, he's and they've got to buy next week. Next round, yeah, yep. next week. Uh, I'd probably yeah be looking to punt him. Robson's a worry. I mean, the the whole Cowboys, as I touched on before, they're a worry. Like we talked about, Drinkwater getting to a, a juicy price. I don't think I'd even go near him if he is <laughs> at that good price now, because uh, you need to see something from them. And at the moment, they're giving us nothing. I agree, Andy. Talk to us about, before we change your mind, what your thought pattern was with Harry Grant and Reese Robson. What my pat- thought process? I was just thinking... Was there that, a thought process? There, well, there was. I was just thinking... <laughs> bring your mind back to 1909. So I was thinking that uh, I'll just there has to be a bounce-back factor with Reese Robson. I, I thought that maybe having Cotter in the middle, having um, Tamalolo gone, and they're sort of... Maybe they've got McLean back. That They do need a bit of a bounce-back in, in that middle, and Cotter's that sort of nimble... Nimble prop who, mm. who can get in and around the ruck, and uh, Robson obviously needs to step up. So there was a bit of a, a, I say more of a hope, but I just wanted to offload Harry Grant to that high break even to offload him earlier and just have a punt on Robson instead. Uh, obviously had a bad game, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, you guys talked me out of it, but we'll see. I'll, I'll do a bit more more guide on him, but um, I'll put him. I'll put him to the wacky Wednesday tomorrow, and we'll do a bit more analysis on him, and um, we'll see what the boys say. Yeah, Patty, for me, I just think that Harry Grant and Reese Robson are kind of moving similar in terms of prices week to week. The only thing I'm concerned about is moving 850k with Harry Grant is doing it so so far away still from kind of round 13. I'd yeah. kind of want some certainty because if I move him to Robson next week, and then Robson somehow gets injured between then and 13, then I'm making a second trade. I'd prefer maybe just to do one. Even JMK is in my thoughts now as well because they've got a pretty good buy pattern as well. Yeah, I think um, out of all of these options with Reed, Grant, Robson, if you're going to move them on, I think JMK is the only viable option. Like if you've already got Robson, I think he's a, like you've got him for the fact that he's got a good buy schedule and he's a, still a solid hooker. So you got to you're in the whole position. Unfortunately, Harry's in a different spot, obviously, because he's got upcoming buy and he's got Origin to come up as well. So he's going to miss a couple of games in the next few weeks. So to your point before, Andy, if you're looking at going moving on Grant, like I still think he's a stud. Last week was a bit of a anomaly game. Like he had ten demerits and he just could, like mainly just bashed him, so he just couldn't even get out of dummy half. So Some bad attacking. service too yeah. last week. So which unusual. Yeah, he was. It was just an unusual game. But again, if you're going to down, if you're going to cash him out, I wouldn't be going to Robson. I'd just go to JMK. May as well pocket money. Still plays the buy rounds, and he's actually in a little bit more form. Um, and my notes on Reed, like. The more I look at it, he's he's just not an eighty minute hooker. 
Like he's actually he's just getting so fatigued. His missed tackle count is crazy. He's got five five missed tackles a game. And She's up like two from last year. Yeah, right? like he's just. I understand that they had a bit of a tough draw to, to start the year, but even in that tough draw, they've still had some wins and upsets against top teams. So it's not like that to me isn't the big factor. I just think mm. he's just gassed. Even his error rate, 1.4. Yeah. Well, like, think about the, the troops he's lost, you know, like that experience. Mm. You, you're trained with a preseason with a team, you know, you get, you get to know your people next year. When, when that team changes, it's it's a lot harder. You know, you, you sort of got to rely on you. You could actually play a little bit different. So. I think right. he's, yeah, he's overplaying a little bit because he's a co-captain. So I feel like maybe he's just got the, that added pressure to him and it's crept into his game a little bit. Yeah, I think we're a hold on all of that. Boys, let's move to captains because we did pretty well last week, Andy. We're back. <laughs> um, cool. I've got. Can we play that um, song, I Make Love to You? <laughs> you again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mate, Heinzy, Heinzy, Heinzy. Thank like you want me to And I'll hold you tight Heinzy all through the night I'll make love to you When you want me to Turn up <laughs> Alright, we're captains with Heinzy Who you got, Paddy? Yeah, chinny chin chin is, uh, is my captain Were you concerned, mate, with him hitting like 30 or 10 minutes to go? Oh, it's not my fault that he came up against an absolute juggernaut of a team <laughs> and completely minimised him um, Yeah, I mean, how bittersweet, we didn't even get the win and Chin only knocked out a 50 I didn't like, realise If we're going to lose, at least ton up Didn't realise field goals were a 5, I do now But Corbs, you chinning? I am, I'm taking on the Thursday curse and <laughs> Taking on the chin, he'll bounce back. Oh, you got doubted him before, and he he come good. But looking at the sharks draw, geez, I'd love to be a hind owner over the next few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> this was the plan. This was the plan. Really. They were teasing me and Andy, but then when we, <laughs> I was, uh, was going to go both. I was bringing Nico in last week. I got talked out of it. I can't wait for you or you guys to trade Cleary next week to Hines. <laughs> All right, narrative of the week. I've got Hines turning up, Andy. I will back your narrative, <laughs> but also I'm going to go debut from the Tigers fullback to score a try, Okay, and the Tigers to win against Manly. <laughs> Mate, I would love to see it happen. Narrative, Corps. I reckon Luai will come out and score a double, have a massive game against the Bunnies, and Luai and Hines will be the front runners for Origin. You reckon he'll cut his hair? <laughs> <laughs> so Chin misses out so that he can oh, yeah, play yeah, through reckon, Origin? Yeah. Imagine no, that reckon, he's played through Origin. I reckon Luai is pretty cheeky. I don't mind him. I like I like how the way you he goes. But yeah. I reckon he'll do something with his hair. He'll do. Yeah. He'll play it out somehow. <laughs> It'll be funny. He'll, he'll have it even it. more out. Well, yeah, it, yeah, if they make Origin, it'll be the Heinz. He'll, he'll plait it or something. He'll have something stupid done. <laughs> and uh, Paddy, what's your narrative? Yeah, Pong is tonning up. Nights 13, <laughs> nights, nights 13 plus. Jesus. I don't want to see, but I reckon a HIA in the first 10 minutes. Oh, don't wish that on him. Come I on. didn't say I wished it. Come I said on. I reckon. It's, yeah, high probability. Now, Patty, let's go to questions. Thank you. Right. Sorry for everyone that's sorry. Sorry, we'll do one thing before we do that. Just remember Magic Round. So it's only a couple of weeks away. So that will be Saturday the 6th of May. We'll be at Lefty's Music Hall. Me, Andy Corbs, all the boys. Beer start at 12. Live podcast at 1. Pretty exciting stuff, Andy. Jeez, it has come up real quick. Hey? I was like, oh, how, long, how far away is it? A couple of months? It's like, it's like three weekends away. Yeah, man. Yes, too. It's just gonna. We're gonna try and have to hold the brakes on the Friday we get there, and just sort of not get too, too busy for the Saturday. Well, but. mate, Newcastle have the bye. Kalen and Ponga, Ponga and bloody <laughs> man, might be yeah. up there. Oh, maybe we might get a little bit silly Friday night. Though. <laughs> <laughs> and I, the, I had one night. I had a big night on Saturday. And I was like, how am I going to do three nights? Up there? <laughs> <laughs> we might stay there, but might be more. Uh, just remember, we're partnering with Game Day Squad. We have a created our own official fantasy league. Big thanks to Game Day Squad. We gave 10k away over the last four weeks. So awesome. you can still play. Get ready and register for free now at gamedaysquad.com.au. Jump in, open packs, have some fun. The comp code is NRL0HRKT. So like I said, gamedaysquad.com.au. Simply download the app as well. It's all free. So jump in and start opening some packs. Paddy, over to you. All right. So Corbs, Tomasuke Tizi Kore is asking, Warbrick downgrade so I can upgrade Tarps to Mado. Thoughts on downgrades to these possible cashies, Moali, Granville, and Host. Which is the best option in terms of upside and minutes? Yeah, I'd, Warbrick's not a massive self-me. If you could hold, I, I guess you're probably only holding on one more week because they've got the buyer the week 
after. Mm. Um, just against the Warriors, if he gets ball, he's got like a 45 average if he gets over for a, a try. Um, and he's a pretty good finisher. It's just poor old Remus Smith doesn't know how to pass it. He's one of those centers. <laughs> The, but the, to make that trade for taps to matter, I think I'll, I'll allow it, let it go through to the keeper. Host is probably my pick, as I mentioned before. Mawali probably has a little bit more upside, but I like that's the first time he's got big minutes. So I don't know if he's going to continue to get those bigger minutes. But we've been waiting for him to get him, and he is quite a prospect. He's had a lot of raps uh, coming through the the juniors and the Reggies and whatnot. So. Yeah, host, but if you wanted a little bit more upside, a bit risky, it is BDE week. <laughs> so, Moali, but no, no to Granville. I'm not a not a fan of that one. Yeah, like cool. uh, Andy, Chris Burrill is asking, hey, Legends, with the Cardi party over, where's the after party at? Yeah, like the Cardi party is over. Pongers. So the, Pongers. the party is over. So we're saying, what's that? We're post party, post Ryan's like host. Oh, how convenient! Host is there, three hundred thirty-seven k, the same position. So yeah, I feel like uh, TK was touched on me earlier. I feel like he's he could be the player to, to bring in this this week and actually start the post party. The, the what do you call it? The so after you're making party. trades. Here we go, yeah. After party. You're making trades. I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone from zero to three all within the podcast. Don't feel bad, mate. <laughs> TK. Uh, Andre Fariaki is asking, thoughts on Kurtman versus McInnes, Bird versus Penasini. Is Suali, Joseph Suali'i a hold or a sell and the best cashy, best cheapie below 350? Best cheapie. Well, I wouldn't go any of Granville now at 267. I think you just got to pay a little bit higher and get host at 377. Just a little bit higher there. Just so easy, a hold or sell. I think he's a hold. He is coming off 31 and 17. Robbo has sent a message to the team that no one is safe this week. I do like Joey Manu at 5'8. Next two games are Dragons versus New Zealand, so I would be kind of holding and evaluating after that one. Bird versus Penasini, both blockbuster centres. If I could pick two centres, I'd probably have these two. Now, Penasini coming off a last five of 55, 51, 42, 49, and 70. 639k. His footwork is just incredible. He's just improved. They Obviously, the, the beauty of Penasini is going to play 13, 16, 19. Just got to, got to be careful how many eels you have in your team because if you're carrying two to three, you're probably maxed out, which means that you probably need to go to Bird. We already say that, you know, in terms of... He's just got those busy base stats. That's the only thing with Penasini. He relies on other players getting him the ball. Birdie, he's just going to knock out your base stats. So I think a safer play probably at this stage, given that they're around the same price... I'll probably say Bird, but it's only close. Penasini is playing really well. Probably less, like I said, less reliance on teammates creating fantasy plays. And probably the other thing is the duel. It's always going to be handy. So I think Bird's probably your play there. Thoughts on Man versus McInnes? Probably very similar in roles. Both can play predominantly lock and then a little bit of hooker. I think McInnes is a deeper track record, though, of fantasy relevance. And then you've got to think... He's probably going to see 60 minutes, probably a little bit more than Kurt Manuel. Man has competition coming back. Without Elliott back next week, plus Crossland and Gamble as well, I'd probably say McInnes would be a safer play that one. Yeah, nicely said. Corbs, Jesse Jeffers is asking, Jai Arrow or Jack DeBellin? Yeah, both good shouts, but I've got DeBellin winning this one. Yeah, I don't think he's got a chance of making origin. Arrow, shoe in. And when you look at, they both had very similar scores. They get exactly the same on the weekend, both uh, mid-60s, but... If you look at Joy Arrow, he had a couple of games last year in at lock, which is, uh, I think, similar sort of role to what he might have, although Cam Murray will probably do a bit more ball playing. But he had an average of 50 for 72 minutes. I think he had about 70 minutes um, on the weekend. So, yes, there's a little bit of a up in the air whether DeBellin gets those bigger minutes. But as we sort of discussed earlier, that bench, I can't see him playing less than 70, and I think JDB is probably safer, less money, and, yeah, Origin, so he takes that one out. Yeah, nice one. Andy, Jason Vicari is asking, if you already have the chin, is it too early to get Heath Ledger-Hines, also have Boyd and Katoa on the bench? Heath Ledger-Hines. Do you know how I got these scars? <laughs> he, surely Hines, That's a good one. Surely Heinze goes to, uh, as Mad Monday, as the Joker. <laughs> he's got it, he's got it. Uh, I feel like, like we said before, I feel like it's just too much to have both of them in your team. I know you wanted to get him in last week, but if one of them goes underwhelming, you've got that, that money could have been spread so much better elsewhere. 
And the fact that you've got Boyd and Katoa, four halves in your team, if Hines also playing Origin, if, if it gets picked, that's two players, two massive players, $2 million on your bench that you're just sort of sitting on those during that time. So I feel like you just can't have both, unfortunately. Um, just sell the chin for Hines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good call. Uh, Crick Tarune is asking TK... Best backup half that covers origin period. I was thinking going big with Moses or is better to grab Crossland or Katoa. I have SJ and Hines. Oh, yeah. Moses is a premium pick. And then I'll probably put Dillbags and Jackson Hastings just under that. I'll probably go Dillbags out of the three. I think he's due coming up. And I just love the fact that he's Kiwi. Who knows? If Cleary got injured, who knows? It might not be Hines. It might be Moses. So, yeah. Moses is not bad. You are going to be spending a lot of money to actually bring him in if you're going to be calling him a backup half. So if he's going to be calling a backup half, I'd probably go for one of Dill Brown or Jackson Hastings. Most coaches at the moment are going to be playing one of Crossland and Katoa in their squad as well. So Crossland might be handy. You might not have to pay up too much to get a hooker for the round as well. So just weigh that up. But I think Mitch Moses is a premium pick. You're just going to be paying a lot of money. I'd probably prefer Dylan Brown. Yeah. Especially at the moment. 650 for Dylan Brown. Now that we talk about these 600s. Mm. It's good, man. Mm, yeah, I just true. for Dylan, I feel like you just need to have one good game showing with Sean yeah, Lane. They, yeah, they're just going right too much. Um, they need to sort of work at that left side. Side for I need, I need to see him get like a sixty or a, or a seventy before I get him in the team. Yeah, fair call. As a Brown owner from last week, I'm hoping that day is just <laughs> <laughs> just around the corner. Uh, not against the Knights though. In the in a fortnight, uh, Corbs uh, Sean Kelly is asking, should I straight swap Cartwright to Teddy? I have no wing fullback cover and have Warbrick, Miller, and Walsh as my back three. Yeah, that's imagine saying someone telling you that start of the year you could <laughs> trade Carty straight to Teddy. I don't mind that one. I was looking through the wing of fullbacks just to see if there's anyone cheaper than Teddy that might be options. Geez, Pong is going to be cheap soon. It's he's going to be tempting. Uh, Xavier Savage is coming back soon. Uh, he had a game in Reggie's the other day on the wing. Looked pretty sharp early on, but didn't get too involved after that. But I don't know how he's going to knock Chris out after his great game on the weekend. But yeah, I'm saying yes to that. The only thing is, if you bring Teddy in, you know he's playing Origin, obviously. Um, but you you sort of just, I guess, holding him. He was going to have a buy round 13 anyway. Um, if Manu stays in at six, he, he might back up against the Doggies and then Panthers. So he's actually got a... Decent origin run, but whether he backs up or not, I guess that's going to be sort of one that you'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I like it. I don't mind it. You've got plenty of games before origin anyway. Yeah, Callan's got a break even of 64 this week. He does. That's what I just looked at before. He'll crush He's- that. So if, just say he just has an average game of 30. Next week, Will Rawbrick. And just say Will Rawbrick kills it this week. You could literally straight swap Rawbrick for Ponga. Jeez. I, I reckon Rawbrick will get a couple of meaties this week. I'm backing for two. Against the Warriors. I'd really make that trade, even with Origin. Yeah. I don't mind the... I don't mind that. Cardi to, te- uh, to Teddy. That is outrageous. Yeah, do that one, though. Yeah, that is outrageous. Camperero as well. He's got a break in even at 12. So, imagine spray straight swapping one of those two nipples <laughs> for Ponga. It is, it is shocking, hey? What is going on in this season? I don't know. This, it is actually really weird. The table's um, like all over the place as well. The and we haven't even hit places. bar rounds yet. You know, like it's still going to get real, real hard. Yep. Uh, Andy, Matt Clark is asking, r- rank the most urgent to ditch, Carrigan, Hopgood, Trindle, Dory or Thompson? Uh, it's a tough one. Uh, Carrigan is, is up there. Hopgood's uh, a hold. Yeah, he got 50 last week. His break even's 57. Potentially might start. Who knows what, what's BA doing with that bench? Trindle is not losing you any cash, so I guess you could possibly just even keep him as a loop if you wanted to um, and leave him for uh, potentially for origin time. Dory, I feel like he could be the number one urgent trade there. He's named to play, got 10 minutes last last week and got four, a score of four, so he's just going to burn your cash. Uh, Thompson, uh, he's back this week, so he's, pl- he's playing. I think if Rankin would be Dory and then Carrigan for me because Carrigan just... Like you said, he's he's versed in quality teams, but he's just not scoring that well for his for his points. He could he'd be like a I don't know how well you'd rhyme bin the Kerrigan. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you do something around that, but it yeah. works. It works. Yeah, well, it's not too much of a reach. Yeah. What's the name? Um, Eminem. You always goes. You don't rhyme the word. You change the word to make it rhyme to something. So oh, there you good, go. Good shout there. Go. <laughs> oh, jeez, man of many, many talents there. Andy. Uh, TK, we've got Dave Noble. 
Uh, are they or host Walsh or Edwards' thoughts on price if he gets Lolo's spot? Yeah, we can scrap price, but he, price has been playing pretty good in the Queensland Cup, so keep an eye on him. His fantasy average is 57 down there in three games. Obviously, his pedigree with his dad, Stevie, as well. So I think with Walsh and Edwards, I'd probably go Edwards only because there's just so much uncertainty with Walsh around origin. I do think Ponga will start, but I do think one of him or Hammer might be 18th man. So that's going to be interesting just to see how they play that one out. Now, host or Alley, I'd probably say host because he's going to be starting. Just with the Warriors, they've got Tohu returning this Well, He might return to even bigger minutes this week. Mitch Barnett must be around the corner. And then you've got Nakore returning this week as well. So... The minutes that he got probably was on the back of Nakore getting suspended and Tohu not playing as well. So, been playing very, very well. I think I saw a stat the other day where Ali has not missed a tackle this year. So, it's quite interesting. So, I know Shooter picked him up early. So, I think you did need to be on him early to pick him up, not this round. Yeah, good call. Uh, Corbs, Luke Adams, Latrell or Reese Walsh? This is a tough one. I've gone slightly eyeliner because we're an eyeliner pod. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Trell comes up against the Panthers, and I know that he had the. He proved us all wrong that matchups don't mean anything with the tough run last year at the end of 2022 season. He still killed it. But if you look at um, Lockie Miller, he he got his points squashed last week against the Panthers. They do it to teams. They're one of the all time defensive juggernauts. Um, his break even still quite large. He's guaranteed origin, and I just think I know there's a little bit of a if with Walshy, but he he has been scoring quite well, even though it's been inconsistent in games. Like it's just a, a junk at ten or fifteen minutes um, spree of scoring, but he's still been scoring pretty well over the eighty minutes. Uh, and yeah, he plays rounds thirteen and fourteen. Like if you have him, he he's an elite player to have in those two rounds. Well said. Andy, Jean-Patrick Omasai is asking, who is a good straight swap for Carrigan? <laughs> the straight... I, I, as much as I don't, don't like it, but I feel like the BDE to, to um, Jack DeBallon is probably a good play there if, if you want to bin the Carrigan. Um, or you can go his counterpart in Blake Laurie. He's actually not too bad. Um, he's no, disclose it. Disclose it. Oh, sorry. He's in my fancy team, uh, my, draft, <laughs> my draft team. But as for a reason, he's been scoring pretty well, and he's actually he's making a lot of points and a lot of lot of effort areas. Um, so he's been scoring pretty well. But or McInnes, or even a Kurt Mann with no Braley, I feel like uh, all all good options besides Carrigan, who's not he's just underperforming his his value there. Yeah, well said. Uh, and TK round us off. Jaden Cottell is asking, what's the thoughts on Arrow and or DeBellin? Need a mid, and I'm trading Leo Thompson and Sam Walker. Thoughts maybe on Dillbags? Yeah, Corpse, I thought, summed it up pretty well. My only concern is Arrow. I think he will be in the Queensland State of Origin team. I do think these two will probably track very similar, but I just think DeBellin will just play over that origin period. So I just think it. you're not going to go bad on both. The only thing that with Arrow last week... Kind of a, a little bit outlier, six tackle breaks versus the Dolphins. He only usually has two in averages last year. The, and also the Totola injury, like what happens when Totola's back in three weeks? I'm just not sure. So I just do think that a Bellin, in terms of importance to the team, probably might be a little bit more important than Dragons than Arrow is, and plus that origin. With Dillbags, look, base is there. Scoring tries is not there. Had a try every second game last year. He's yet to score a try. Another one on a bit of a duck. Now, Sean Lane's only two weeks back as well. I think that combo will continue to grow throughout the season. One of the best last year. Also a non-origin player, and I think at 649k, I think there's a no-brainer. Swap straight from Sam Walker. So, old yeah, get rid of, unfortunately, Ehor has turned back into Ehor. And, yeah, Sam Walker, unfortunately, he's non-sided. So, DeBellin and Dillbag, BDE. Nice, that's it. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you, everyone, for sending in questions. If we didn't answer your question, we'll definitely do it on social media. So just make sure that you're following the Facebook page and we'll definitely send you a comment that way. Just remember, Lefty's Music Hall for Magic Round. 12 p.m., that is Saturday the 5th of May, by memory. So 12 p.m. meet and greet, 1 p.m. live podcast, 3 p.m. first game between the Waz and Penrith. So it is across the road from Suncorp Stadium, so you won't have too far to travel even if you get legless. Like. It was the first in best dress sort of um, uh, area. Yeah, it is. So they're, they're saying get in early. So then because it's so close to 
Suncorp our stadium they are expecting a bit of a walk up crowd so if you are there for the podcast want to come have a beer make sure you get in early the earlier the better anyway I guess because we can just have breakfast beers so <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah good good podcast boys BDE Andy you've gone from zero trades to three yeah Locked honestly if I could get another one I'd do four nice <laughs> Paddy thanks for your thoughts good luck with you know maybe cooking your family a better meal tomorrow night mate we still lapped it up. It was still delicious, just salty. <laughs> your mouth sounds a bit dry. You might have some more water over there. <laughs> yeah, I'll just raid your fridge before I go, DK. <laughs> and last but not least, Corbs, enjoy the golf trip, mate. Say good day to Tiger and Cameron for us, mate. But yeah, you enjoy yourself. I will. I just, I just made two trades in Carrigan to, to Bellin and Alamotti to Manu. Oh, <laughs> that is that is really nice. I like that. That's BDE. You've always been taking a little bit of. You watch. I'll get drunk on this golf trip and I'll make a third for sure. Yeah, get get bird in. <laughs> Big shout out to Billy Ray Brent for her BDE. So make sure you follow her page. She's got a lot of dating and. All sorts of advice on that page. Knows <laughs> <laughs> from personal experience. Oh, she's actually a bit, she's a bit of a sort, actually. Out. She's actually a bit of a sort. You should yeah, definitely check her out. But thank you out, Billy. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Wacky Wednesday is back, Andy. So that should be another exciting show. And then, uh, yeah, betting. The betting boys went pretty well. You guys got a few bets up last week, Corbs. Oh, no, we fell just short. <laughs> Um, oh, did you? Let's give you a we, we, we got our safe one to, to get some, some money in the kitty, but... Unfortunately, that one's not on the socials. You've got to listen to the potty to, to get that one. So, a lot, people, going right? yeah, a lot of people actually did listen to the potty. So, it is out as a separate audio. So, it'll be Thursday morning. Me, Timmy, and Riley will be doing live Q&A. And then next week's going to be a little bit weird, guys, because the the round actually doesn't finish until Tuesday night. So, I might do like a abbreviated... I know the Sunday where the Kiwis won't be on because a few of the boys are away. Wacky Wednesday definitely won't be on next week because we'll be doing TLT next Wednesday. Mm. I'll try and do an abbreviated two-part version of the playbook just to kind of keep you running through there. But, yeah, have a great week, guys. Round eight, we'll be back tomorrow for plenty more content. But Or, or we just get get home after Anzac Day and do, a, do, a, blind. do a podcast blind. <laughs> Could work. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you stay safe, and thank you again for tuning in. Catch up.